Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Vital Point Church. My name is Ron. I'm the pastor here at Vital Point. We believe that it's important for people to explore and grow in their faith. And my hope, my prayer is that this message that you're listening to will draw you closer to better understanding how you can live out your faith journey in the everyday life. Sit back and enjoy. Well, hey, welcome to you. This is our Vital Point online service, and it is an online service. I can address you personally if you are maybe traveling on this Thanksgiving weekend or maybe you're checking it out for the first time um, because something special is happening in our in-person gatherings is that our site pastors are all giving their own message on this Thanksgiving weekend. And I just want to say, if you are someone that is a first-time guest or you are someone checking in maybe two, three times, you've never been to an in-person gathering, I just want to let you know that God has been doing some really incredible, beautiful, and wonderful things in our in-person gatherings. We've got three sites, Poplar Hill, Exeter, and Clinton, Ontario. And in next year, early spring, we are launching our fourth location. And I just want to encourage you and kind of give you that gentle nudge of saying, if you are in the area of one of these sites, get your family, get yourself, get a family friend. I don't know who they are that needs to go with you, but get into one of those spaces and just see what God is doing and be part of what he is doing in those areas at VPC. There is something beautiful when we come together. And since it is Thanksgiving weekend, I just got to say, happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope and pray that this weekend has been filled with joy. It's been filled with laughter, some reflection on maybe what life has looked like. And obviously, obviously, there's got to be good food as well. Because yes, it's not a good Thanksgiving if there is not good food. So happy Thanksgiving to you. Today, we are going to explore how Thanksgiving is much more than just Thanksgiving. When we are a church, we believe seeking truth through the Bible and scripture. And when we look at Thanksgiving as someone that is seeking truth through Jesus, Thanksgiving can be much more. So we're going to take a step further past our thoughts and our feelings around Thanksgiving. We're actually going to take that step and look at how can we be filled with overflowing gratitude and how that plays out in our life. We're going to look at Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19, and it's a beautiful story with Jesus and a few guys that are calling on him to do something in their life. Let me read it for you. And if you've got a Bible, open up to Luke chapter 17. Verse 11 is where we're going to start. It says, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. Another translation actually says that he says, glory be to God. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving them thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not there 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Incredible story. 
and a moment of revealing the wonder and power of who Jesus is and what God wants to do in our lives. See, this story is both an illustration of wonder-working faith and a lesson on the need for gratitude as a part of our faith. And through this healing of the 10 men, Jesus used this event to teach a lesson about gratitude. The Jews and the Samaritans would not be normally living together. So when it's talking about uh, Samaria and Galilee, these people groups were not really interested in one another. But these guys who were lepers, it's kind of like this idea of misery loves company. And all 10 of these outcasts within their own communities decided to make their own community in ways. Something we see arise in this moment for these men is hope is hope. Did you catch it? All of these men had hope in Jesus because he was there. They all cry out to him for mercy. The word master that they use can actually be translated as the same one as the apostle Peter uses in Luke chapter 5 verse 5, which means chief commander. There's got some weight. There's got some power. There's got some authority in that claim of who they are saying who Jesus is. They're saying, master, chief commander, listen to us. And Jesus commands the men. He goes to them and he shows them. uh, He says to to them, go show the priests who you are and that you are cleansed, which in itself is an act of faith. So he tells them, go to the priests, go to them. Go see what they uh, that I'm going to do in your life. And as they turn to him, they're not cured yet, but as they turn and obey in faith, they are healed. Powerful. Their obedience to Jesus's command made them turn and go. And in that obedience, they were completely physically healed. And from their obedience, that is the evidence of their faith and hope in who the chief commander Jesus is is. Now, when I was reading this section, you would have expected all 10 of these guys who were unclean, now clean, you would expect them to run to Jesus and thank him for the new life and the new start that they had in in their lives. But only one comes back. One comes back. How grateful these men should have been for the healing of God in their lives that brought Jesus into their area. See, we have learned as a church as we continue to explore and grow in these things that Jesus had a mission. He had a vision. He was very strategic. He was very intentional. He only did what the Father wanted him to do. So he would be in this area because he believed that God the Father through the Spirit of God would guide him to these areas. So the love that caused him to go to these men and pay attention to them, they should have been grateful. They should have been running to him because he met their needs. And they should have also been thankful that by the grace and the power of God, it brought them the physical healing that they were desiring in their life. Like this moment, they should have turned around and started like a three-piece band. They should have been a three-piece band proclaiming the power and the wonder of Jesus. But they don't. But we can't be quick to judge them either. We really can't. I know sometimes I can slip into like, oh, you should have seen it. But we can't judge them. Here's why. Because how often do you and I and other followers of Jesus or people that are beginning to become part of a church, how often do we take our blessings for granted and fail to thank God for them? 
Too often we are content to enjoy the gift or the blessing and we forget the giver who is Jesus. We are quick to pray, quick to call out to Jesus, master. But we often forget to come back to him in a posture of gratitude and praise. See, as I was writing this, I was thinking about, do I have this moment in my life? I can remember my grandma. My grandma would take me out every year for my birthday. And it was this moment where we'd have a meal together and we'd go out and she would buy a few presents because she just loved to see the joy on my face and my brother's face of what does it mean to just be with her. It wasn't she was like trying to buy our love or anything like that. She probably has the spiritual gift of giving. So she just wanted to give us these things to be part of our lives. And it was amazing. We had all these great moments. But what was interesting is when we got the gifts and in our teenage years, she would come over and we'd be fixated on the gifts and kind of ignore our grandmother. And that's what hit me this week. How often do we receive a blessing, a gift, or a win, a faith win in life, and we forget who the giver is of those gifts? See, in Luke's account of these men, as it closes, he focuses on the one unusual man in verses 15 to 19. The Samaritan man shouted, coming back to Jesus, glory be to God. And he falls at Jesus' feet to praise him and to give thanks. See, it would have been logical for him to have followed the other men. They were going to the priest. They were listening to Jesus. They were going to the temple. But he first comes back to Jesus with something beautiful. Now, if you're a note taker, write this down. He comes back to him with his sacrifice of praise. Psalm chapter 107 talks about this in verse 22. It says, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. See something mind blowing here in this section as we read Luke chapter 17. When we begin to understand the context and the culture, is that the fact that this man coming back to Jesus and praising him would have pleased the Lord more than all of the sacrifices the other men would have offered when they went and saw the priests of that day. And because they were going to offer sacrifices of the cleansing and the healing of the physical need that they had. They were going to offer sacrifices. And his praise to Jesus would have been much more pleasing to the Lord. Because in that day, when they had thanksgiving or gratitude, they would go to the temple, they would go to priests, and they would offer sacrifices on your behalf. You would go to the priest, they would go into the altar room, and then they would offer the sacrifices to God because they were the anointed people. They were the ones that could go close to God. But instead, in this moment, this Samaritan man, instead of going to the priests, having them go into the room and go to the altar on his behalf, He becomes a priest. He turns to Jesus and he builds an altar at the feet of Jesus, praising him, singing songs of joy of who he is in his life. And he had a shift and it was an attitude and posture of gratitude, not just thanksgiving, gratitude. By coming to Jesus, the man receives something greater than physical healing too, doesn't he? He was also saved from his sins. Jesus says to him, your faith has saved you. That's the literal translation. Your faith has saved you, which happens to be the same beautiful words that Jesus speaks to the repentant woman 
who anointed his feet in Luke chapter 7, verse 50. Your faith has saved you. See, the Samaritans' nine friends were declared clean by the priests. They offered sacrifices. Glory be to God. But he was declared saved by the Son of God at his feet. See, while it's wonderful to experience the miracle of physical healing or spiritual restoration of who we are, it's even more wonderful to experience the miracle of eternal salvation. Isn't it? And see, this is where I want us to shift our conversation. If we think about the guy who came back, the Samaritan man, the only one that came back to Jesus, he walked away thankful, obedient, cleansed, walked away, but he comes back in a posture and an attitude of gratitude. See, often when we think we need to be thankful, we are doing these gestures out of obligation or we were raised in really great homes where Thanksgiving was part of who you guys were as a family and it's part of your DNA and your character of who you are. And they're not inherently bad, these things, but we tend to hold on to Thanksgiving and forget about the power of gratitude. See, gratitude is an inner disposition and an attitude of our souls, the deeper parts of who we are which leads you and I to approaching life, faith, God, community, every which way possible in a total new way. Just like this man had his experience, the Samaritan man. Gratitude tends to leave us seeking and seeing blessings in the areas once, in the areas once we lacked. When we approach difficult circumstances with an attitude of gratitude, we find lessons, we find growth opportunities, and even unexpected sources of joy. See, I, I'm a firm believer that happiness is a real thing, but joy is a God thing. Joy is a God thing that seeps into the deeper parts of who we are. And even in the hardest moments of life, you could be going through hell. You could be going through the storm of life right now where you're just clinging on and God's joy can be your source of strength, his joy. See, simple, simple ways to grow in gratitude, and this is good for all of us, is it, simple ways to grow in gratitude where it becomes your attitude and posture to life is starting your day and ending your day with a prayer or a journal entry of gratitude where you fix your posture, fix your eyes and attitude on the things that only he can do. Colossians talks about fix your eyes on the things of heaven, not of this world. See, if you're a parent and you've got kids, you could start by having your meal at the end of the day together, dinner, it's like kind of the common meal that you have together as a family where you sit at the table and you have a journal entry of, and you start writing down the gratitude that you have in life and allow everyone to take a turn. And we bring back family dinners with intentionality and love and care and gratitude. If you're married and you are a husband and wife that do date nights or marriage nights, once a week or once a month, may you not just fall in love with one another. May you fall in gratitude in one flesh with who God is at the center of your marriage. Keep a documented book and journal of what he's done in your marriage and every which way possible that he keeps continuing to move. 
If you're someone that is just like, you know what, I need to continue fixing my eyes on the gratitude of what God has done in my life, set an alarm on your phone every day, same time. And it just goes off and you just whisper, transform my attitude to gratitude. And here's another one. In times where it is so tough, the storms, life is just flipped upside down. You don't know which way is up, right, left, down. It's just all over. Shift your thinking to gratitude. It is so hard, but so beautiful. Because when you shift your thinking, it shifts your thinking through the storms and your brain can seek the things of God and see the lessons and the blessings in those things. See, as I've, I've learned as a follower of Jesus to adopt these few things, and there's much more you can do, something I've learned is something beautiful. Gratitude is an attitude of your heart and your soul. It's not just a polite gesture. It's not. See, when your attitude is gratitude towards life, you'll find yourself often throwing yourself at the feet of Jesus, just like this Samaritan man. This leper had the lens of his eyes transformed, which then leads him to truly seeing his completion in a different way of what life truly looks like with Jesus at the center of his life. He was now complete and only complete because of Jesus and who he is. See, when there is overflowing gratitude within the depth of our beings, it shifts our perspective from scarcity to abundance and from burdens to blessings. That's what overflowing gratitude does in our lives. See, I want you to also think a little bit about something. The actions of this leper, this man that was healed, there was three primary actions in his story. And maybe you can kind of identify with them. The first he calls upon the name of Jesus with his friends. Jesus, we need you. Mercy. Be like, just, just come here, please. Second, he listens to Jesus and he goes in faith to go see the priests. Third, he comes back and throws himself at the feet of the Messiah, who is Jesus. Each action leads to Jesus performing and doing a miracle in his life. The first two lead him to a physical healing just like the other nine men. But the third action, through his gratitude, he receives an even more profound and wonderful healing. His sins and his life were forgiven. Where Jesus says in verse 19, chapter 17 of Luke, he says, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. His gratitude for Jesus and who he is led to a healing that touched the deepest parts of his mind, body, heart, and soul, which changed the direction of his life for eternity. See, what I'm praying for, so what I'm praying for for my life and for you today that we'll all pick up is that gratitude is not just an action of a dollar store card or flowers. No, these things are great, absolutely. When they are needed, please do them. But gratitude is an attitude that can and will transform your heart, mind, body, and soul. And it will lead, listen to my voice, 
It will lead to deep, deep healing from within that your soul is craving. And it is only who is Jesus that can heal that. See, as I've been getting ready for this week and preparing my heart and allowing this message to kind of unfold and allow God to like, okay, God, I need you to give me this message. I've had to ask myself two really tough questions. The first one's this. Am I like the nine men that have received blessings and prayers answered and God moving in my life and I forget about Jesus? Am I like the nine men? Or am I like the one man who comes back and praises Jesus in gratitude? I encourage you to ask yourself that this weekend or this week in the silence of your home or, or when the kids go to school or when your spouse is out doing something that they love to do on a weeknight, ask yourself those, those two questions. Am I like the nine who I've had God move in my life, but I forget about him? Or am I like the one man who comes back and praises Jesus in gratitude? Do that this week. See, as I ask myself these questions this week, I, I ask God to reveal where my heart is at with this. And I, I believe when I ask these two questions, I seem to notice that I tend to slip into the dollar store purchasing Thanksgiving to God. Thanks. <laughs> You're great. And I just keep moving. And I'm not really throwing myself at the feet of Jesus. For the power and the wonder of who he truly is in my life. How easy it is to just kind of slip into that Thanksgiving. Like, hey, thanks God, uh, but I got things to do. And Jesus is desiring us to just be at his feet. Soaking up his presence. And singing songs of praise and joy of who he is and how he's moved in our life. And as I received that from God this week, I believe that the Holy Spirit made it known that I need to make more of a daily and weekly habit to return to the feet of who Jesus is. Now, if you're new to this, it's okay. You can begin this in your life. You can today. For me, I noticed that I I need to make my morning routine, my journal time, my Bible time, my quietness with Jesus. It needs to be centered around who he is, not always my needs, my wants, and I need him to show up. A lot of the time, it just needs to be gratitude of how he sees me, of how what his word says about me, about our world and how I'm moving forward. And I need to come to him in gratitude of what he's done for me, for my family, and for our church. And this is my encouragement to you, new to this or old to this, it does not matter. May this Thanksgiving weekend be the kickstart to your attitude being filled with overflowing gratitude for the work and the blessings that he who is Jesus has given us. Yes, sometimes there will be times like as you're going through hell and you don't know what to do, but they allow us, but may they allow us to live out Psalm 107. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. See, may we be people who enjoy the gift of life 
and never forget the giver who is Jesus. Peace and grace. Happy Thanksgiving.